You're listening to Oisms, a weekly podcast in conversation with Lancaster, where you can meet the people you don't know, want to know, or know already. This is the official archive of Lancaster stories and histories. I'm your host, Tiffany Pico, and in this episode, we'll be talking about running, cycling, running for office, reselling, politics, Facebook, and what all of this has to do with Lancaster. I'm Doug Durant. I'm a lifetime resident of Lancaster, Ohio. I work for Specialized Bicycles, and I previously worked in healthcare for 20 plus years. I was involved in a, I was on my bicycle and a car went left to center at 70 miles an hour. Oh, okay. Out on uh, uh, Wheeling Road towards Lake Road and it hit me head on and a friend of mine was behind me on his bike. He also got hit a little bit. Uh, it was 1995. That okay. That was right before my senior year of high school. Oh, in high school. Okay, yes. wow, that's incredible because yes. you were also involved in track. Yes, yes, yes. I was, I was a pretty good distance and sprinter in junior high school into the ninth grade, and, and I went into tennis, and I've always been a soccer player as well. Okay, so very active. Yes, then. yes, <laughs> yes. So how did the accident affect all of that then? Uh, it put put an end to my my dreams of pursuing it professionally. Um, back in 1989, I was watching um, uh, what's known as the... Uh, Iron War, basically it was two elite uh, triathletes battling at the uh, world championships in Honolulu, and it came down to about the last mile in the run, and I watched that whole triathlon, and I thought to myself, I want nothing more than to do that. I got into bicycling and running, and I mean, I was, what, 11 years old, and uh, so from that day forward, I pursued that with, with, with a lot of passion. That's super cool. Yeah. An unfortunate circumstance. And that, yeah, we got we were on a ride and we got hit and I got I was in a coma for about a month and pronounced dead twice. Relearned how to read, write, walk, and talk during my senior year of high school. Jeez. Which kind of put a little damper on things being a senior. Yeah. I did graduate on time. I went into college for physical therapy assisting and uh, spent about eight to ten years in college changing my majors, you know, like some people do, and um, got into healthcare, and it's all been a great ride since then. Yeah. So did cycling kind of help you recover from everything? Absolutely, yes. It was, it was a, more emotionally or mentally, it was kind of a driving force, mm, okay. um, though my body was already well adapted to recover, uh -huh. having, I used to ride about three to four hundred miles a week and I, I would run 85 miles every week so gotcha I was I was devastated when my left leg was completely shattered both bones tibia and fibula and I was afraid they were gonna have to amputate my leg for some reason then which is why I went into coaching oh okay yeah tell me a little about that I well I, I like I've uh, grown up here and I went to Thomas Ewing and to the high school and just in the newspaper back Back when you read the newspaper for job postings, it said they needed an assistant track coach, and I applied for it. And I didn't care how much it paid or you know what it was. It, it was really enjoyable. I stayed there for five years, and uh, I loved getting the kids, uh, like age 11, 12, you know, getting into saying, I, I love running, and now I'm doing it, and there's. It, it's really exciting to watch them go into something and then love it. Mm -hmm. totally. Or they don't like it, which happens too. But um, And 
further, what was even more rewarding than that, I eventually took the position of the of the high school head coach. Oh, you were head coach of the boys? Yes, in oh, 2005. Okay. Who else were so, you coaching with? Uh, it was uh, Doug Henwood. Oh, oh, incredible. Before he passed away, right. yes. And I actually coached with his son, Aaron, yeah. when I was at Ewing, too. Oh, so okay. Um, but what was rewarding about that was I got to have the first team that I coached at Ewing as seniors mm-hmm. when I coached that year. Super cool. But I, I, I had to resign because it was just too too overwhelming. It was too much of it, too much going on just along with my other jobs I've had. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Nothing bad, but <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. It was enjoyable. Things change. Yeah. Um kinda of going back to Doug Henwood, I thought that was super interesting because the reason that this podcast came about was because of Coach O. Who Portman. was inspired? Yeah, yeah. Terry. I've been attorney for years and years. Oh, yeah. wonderful! Oh, yeah. Love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he started doing oisms because of Doug Henwood after mm-hmm. he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you have any particular mentors from running or cycling? Uh, it was a friend of mine. His name is Carl Altier. Mm-hmm. He is, I'd say he's right right around sixty years old, sixty five now. He is a beast. <laughs> He was a triathlete, runner, cyclist. I mean, he took me under his wing for a few years, and I would train with him. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with him. No, no way. So you had mentioned that you are a lifelong resident of Lancaster. Yes. And I know that you're very much uh, politically inclined with our local government. Yes. Um, and very, very much active. Uh, I was curious if you had any like previous uh, political experience or kind of what keeps you in the loop. I have no. I've never held political office, uh, I've never really run for one, I've always thought about it. Mm. A few people around town have tried to push me towards maybe city council, I don't know, mayor someday, uh, like you are doing right now. Um, but I, I just like to keep apprised of what's going on in this town because my, my childhood growing up in this town was great. I mean. Uh, Aside from all the you know things kids go through when they're kids, I mean, but looking back to where Lancaster was and looking at it how it is now and all the drugs and the crime and everything and and there, there's there's some corruption I won't touch on that too much but I, I just want to I would like to bring Lancaster back to where it used to be mm-hmm. like in the late eighties early nineties. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it used to be? It just just a lot less. Less crime, a lot less corruption with officials and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, everybody knew everybody. You could go out. I, I grew up on Tiki Lane. Oh, okay. And uh, I, we were eight, nine years old. You get on your bicycle and ride clear across town out to Rock Mill, for that matter. Right. As long as you were back before the street lights came on, <laughs> you didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that might sound cliche now, but you know it. It, it, that, that change has happened countrywide, worldwide, really. I mean, it's just a, a lack of uh, parental discipline to their children. Uh, I don't want to speak against any of the religions, but it's taking God out of schools. It's, I mean, if, if people had, had whatever their religion is, all religions have morals. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Ten Commandments is a universal thing. You know, it's a Christian thing, but it's everything, you know, doing to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a value system. Yeah, I mean, people people don't value life anymore. People don't think about the repercussions when they get involved in conflicts and 
disagreements and arguments. And there was a post that I saw in 2015, um, December 15th, 2015, uh, where you were stating your opinion on um, the politicians' raise of salaries in Lancaster. And, you would, and I, there was this quote where you said that although they have not received a raise in five years, they are still receiving more than incomparable. And so in 2015, the mayor was making around $86,000, and today he is making $94,000. I was wondering if you still have that same sentiment. Probably more so at the time. Um, it probably, it's probably dwindled now, but uh, the mayor is, is in a position to which he should receive uh, the appropriate compensation for the job. Uh, however, it may have been my belief that his raise was a little disproportionate to other raises. Mm. I mean, he got X percentage of a raise as opposed to Joe Schmo, plumber guy that gets X amount, but it's, it's not equivalent to his base pay. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that, and that speaks to Misappropriate, uh, misappropriation of funds mm -hmm. in some areas in, in all sorts of government. Um, I, I mean, why are we giving raises to the uh, officials, the elected officials, when this money can be used elsewhere, say the streets? Uh, the streets are <laughs> the most pitiful I've seen in the state of Ohio here. And they're just terrible. But And things like drug rehabs and uh, things like that. A vast majority of residents that commute right. to Columbus, obviously, for better-paying jobs, yeah. tre tremendously better. I mean, I, I, I commuted. I mean, the only time I've ever worked in town was when I was in high school and I worked mm -hmm. at the mall. So. Yeah. No, that's the same with my family. Like, yeah. I grew up in one of those households where mm -hmm. my parents had to commute. Yeah. Um, but going through jobs, you were also a reseller on top of working in bikes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. I, uh maybe a decade or so ago I got involved in uh, buying and reselling uh, vintage pottery or glassware McCoy pottery and you know uh, Erickson glass things like that and it, I just got more and more into going to auctions all the time um, and reselling on eBay and privately um, I have clientele that are looking for specific things, and I can find these specific things. I can find a lot of the hard-to-find things, you know, which is how, how a mutual friend of yours and mine became a friend, Berlene. And, you know, she's got anything and everything you'd ever want. Yes, she does. Um, for a while, I worked uh, for for Jim Beard, who owns the shoe factory. Right. Uh, several years ago, he had an auction house out of the old water, or the old meter building mm -hmm. on Baldwin Avenue, and every Thursday, we'd go and buy estates, and set it up and sell it and I just loved it and I still go to auctions. Um, I've got a booth out of the Coonpath Antique Mall now. And yeah, you kind of sell a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. now. I, I like to, I like to find, like I said, I like to find the hard to find stuff and mm -hmm. sell that, but I, I veer more towards the glassware and okay. uh, a lot of um, cultural things. Um, yeah. What's one of the coolest things that you sold? Pro most recently, it was a it was a, a cast iron dragon smoker stand with the dragon that came up above the where you put your cigar and dump the ashes into it, and it was just a cool looking piece. It, I wanted to I wanted to keep it, so I put a price a 
do not want to sell it, right? You know, and yeah. some guy took it. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, you never know. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Make Take me the some money. money, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you had also briefly mentioned that you were thinking about running for office. Yes. Super cool. I think yes. you definitely should. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, there's like, there's such a small pool of people who want to mm -hmm. run for office in yeah. Lancaster, especially. Yeah. Um, and so do you think that there's some value in seeing the same person in office longer than the term or that there should be more people trying to get into the political system? There should be new blood in that, in that system. It, it, people are just, I don't know, disenchanted, dis, disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is with Lancaster as it is now and who's in control and who has the money makes the rules. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are appointed instead of elected, I think. I'm not going to go down that road, though. I don't want to get blacklisted. But, um, no, I was I was going to run for city council at one point because a, a friend of mine uh, had had suggested that I run for for the spot, and they really wanted he really wanted me to, but I ended up taking a job. To, I, I worked for Aetna Insurance at the time, mm -hmm. and that would be a conflict of interest because it's a government position, and Aetna Insurance is government-funded, so Interesting. I couldn't run at the time, which okay. is the only reason I didn't. Hmm. And I had also been given the thought of maybe running for mayor someday, like I said earlier, but, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but, um... So kind of going off of that, uh, I was really curious about, um, well, now you're a new father. Your right. child is seven months right now? Yeah, she'll be eight. Eight, Next, almost eight. Well, seven and a half. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Pretty close. But, cadence. Um, yes, cadence. And did that kind of change your outlook on Lancaster and how you want to see? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I don't want my daughter growing up in what it is now. I want her to experience what I experienced as a mm -hmm. child. You know, I, went, I went to Medill School right over there, and I'd like her to go there, though we live a couple streets over, and she might go to Mount Pleasant. Oh, right. But that's okay. I mean, mm -hmm. I know most of the faculty, and, you know, so. Okay. Yeah, it's cha definitely changed my perspective. The things that are brought into this town, I mean, with, with the new prison that was built out there, and it's a prison, it's not a jail, it's a prison. I mean... That was put there because originally it was going to go out by the DMV, but that was government, basically land for the government. And if you if you build something on there, you can't sell it. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's investors wanting to build the building, they're going to want to sell it and recoup their investment. And now they can recoup their investment by transferring inmates from other counties. So what are some of your favorite things that you just love about your, your city? I, I love what they've done to the downtown with the revitalization there. I, I, I'm, I'm the guy that adores small business. I, I won't go to big box unless I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm absolutely starving and it's the only thing open. Um, I, I love small business. Um, I love the camaraderie of the citizenry. And um, I, lo I love my favorite day of the year is, is the Art Walk downtown so many people in, in an area it's just a festive sort of thing and uh, seeing the local artists and mm -hmm. perusing the local businesses and seeing everybody and saying hi to everyone and the music you mm -hmm. know all right cool that is all the time that we have <laughs>
Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Hope you had a little bit of fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Oisms, and a big thank you to Seawolf for letting me use their song, Middle Distance Runner. Well, my heart is beating hard, and I'm off with a shot at the start, and my legs tremble from strain, but by the finish line, I am drained, so won't you run to me tonight, tonight, let's not talk about next summer, cause I'll